1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: First interview of the evening is always a enlightening one, and especially what's going on up in Gainesville. Corey Bender does an awesome job for Gators Territory, and he is kind enough to join us this evening. Corey, thanks so much for taking the time on this Wednesday evening.
3: Yeah, good evening, Larry. How are you doing, bud?
2: I'm doing good. Um, Obviously, Gator fans restless and uh, not happy. Um, You know, going in the last week's game, they were feeling a little bit blue, and then watch that performance, and obviously, things have changed. Five weeks ago, you and I are talking this and that, and Alabama, how they could have beaten them, and uh, now we're talking whether Dan Mullen's going to survive the the year.
3: No, absolutely, momentum is such a key thing, especially with college football, and. It's crazy. I know. Obviously, as everyone knows, they made some staff changes since that last game as well. Um, Ty Granham, the defensive coordinator, is no longer with the program. They also um, terminated the contract with John Hevesy, the offensive line coach. And you kind of look at those moves; they're pretty much expected. I think if you talk to most people that um, that love the Florida uh, Florida program, that many thought that those moves would be eventually made. Um, there's been a lot. Of, like both those guys have kind of been in the hot seat with Hevesy. He's a good developer of talent, but you know a lot of people have always knocked his ability to recruit, um, and that's no secret. Florida, I mean, being Florida and the school they are, you should kind of be in the mix for some of these four- and five-star guys, and that just hasn't been the case for the last few years. And then Ty Granum, um, who has a good resume, he's been good at a lot of stops he's made. Um, but just, you know, it's just one of those things that just wasn't working out with Florida. And Dan Mullen said on Monday, saying he kind of knew these uh, moves were going to be made, but why wait it out? Why not just get a jump start right. on his coaching search and, that was kind of the whole plan with that. The only thing I would say that's interesting um, is just, you know, recruiting is so key And Florida right now has the number 35 recruiting class in the country right now, which is wow. mind boggling. Thinking a school like that would be that farther down the rankings, but you know, sign days a month away. And now there's kind of some uncertainty, you know, there's a lot of kids that said they're going to stick, but you don't have a defensive coordinator. You don't have an line coach. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of where these kids end up or if they stay put. So yeah, there's a lot of drama surrounding the program right now and, uh, but I think there are much needed moves they need to make.
2: You know, Corey, the thing is, is you have these things happening basically at a lot of schools every year. You know, we've had it in Miami when they went through a coaching change. You had it a couple of years ago with Norvell when he came in. Uh, so it's it's not new, but it's not pleasant at the same time. Because if you're a fan, you know, or, or if you started recruiting, because I told you during the summer – I kind of took the tour of all the schools, and and I thought Florida was really, really ahead of everybody else. I really did. I mean, I looked at you know, looking at uh, you know, because the, the the name plates were up in the locker room, so you walk over and see all the kids that they had. I mean, and you figure, okay, you know, you had a quarterback that left, a very productive quarterback, and Trask, but at the same time, you know, there's enough, there was enough talent uh, coming back that they should have been, you know, been able to do what they. Wanted to do. I know the quarterback position is so huge. I mean, it's so huge, and you know you're seeing it at Miami now. And when they had a De'Eric King type of guy, and now you got a young guy. Um, how much? You know, obviously, you talk to a lot of kids. Um, how much is this bothering some of the the kids, as you said, that have already? said hey I'm uh, we're going to go are they going to come no matter what just to be here or they have to kind of step back and wait and see who gets gets the job because you know as well as I do whoever if and I'm not I'm not pushing them out the door but if it happens they're getting a marquee dude they're not just getting Johnny uh, just came from the you know down the road I mean they're getting a guy who you know, is ready for that move. Uh, talk about that and what, what because I, I'm sure everybody's sending everybody mixed messages because nobody knows.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the one thing is right now, they have two offensive line committed David Connor down by your way at right, Deerfield, right. and they have another kid, Jalen Farmer from Georgia. Both are three star type guys, but with a lot of upside. Um, and it's one of those things. I talked to Connor. He's kind of, I mean, Kevin C, that was the first big school to offer him. So he was kind of shooken up about it. And it seems like he's going to stay put. And I hate to say it, there's a few of these kids, too. They don't have a ton, a ton of options, especially this time right. around. They haven't visited schools. It's been strictly Florida, Florida, Florida. Um, and then it gets interesting when it comes to the defensive side of the ball um, because a lot of their top guys, Shamar James and Julian Humphrey, those were two top 100 guys. Those two actually decommitted before Granham was left go, let go. So, like, right. the whole third class right now that they have, I mean, a lot of their top guys have already left the classes. There's only 13 in the class right now, Larry. So it's kind of – it's a very small class. They're ranked fairly low. And from everyone we've talked to in the class so far, they're going to be staying put. They're There's no rush. A lot of them said, hey, it doesn't change anything because Ty Granum didn't really, re- like, personally recruit a lot of guys. He would chip right. in here and there on a Zoom call and kind of, like, Say what he wants but he wasn't known as a big recruiter and then as, as i know too before hevesy wasn't really and i like john as a person too he just wasn't known for his recruiting ability so right now i think th- there's a lot of uncertainty there i guess they're going to keep an eye on how everything's going to transpire but when you get like you said perfectly when you make these changes at a school like florida you know you're going to get a a, a really good coach coming in. So if you're one of those guys who's going to be in year one with that coach, you're thinking, I'm going to have three or four years with this guy. I'm excited. It's a new uh, change of scenery. So it's just the timing of it that makes it tough. But as of right now with the class, I think a lot of these guys are going to stay put. I just don't know how much more they're going to improve between now and Sunday. It just might be one of those classes that, oh, you know, you're grateful to get these guys, but it's like, dang, we're just ready for 2023. Let's just forget about 2021. Yeah, I mean (laughs) –
2: yeah, I, it is strange though, Corey, when you think about it, because you know I, I listened back uh, when you were on with us. I guess uh, I guess right after the Alabama game, mm-hmm. and we had talked about you know, you had said, wow, you know, they came out of there thinking that they really should have won the game, which is great. And, uh, you know, but at the same time they play. I guess the Kentucky game and a few other games kind of should have been a telltale sign that they're really not what they were. And, and I guess, I guess that's frustrating. So like Miami looks at that 21 class, you know, as, you know, with saviors with Leonard Taylor and James Williams, and does Florida have those type of kids right now that maybe they weren't going to take the wrappings? off that they're going to have to start looking at now
3: yeah i would say there are some out there and i think honestly like when you look they haven't they've been like number 13 number 14 recruiting they've had good guys but a lot of them have been playing like gerbon dexter a five-star guy jason marshall they've all been playing um xavier henderson is one that's kind of been in that second group of receivers but i know he's going to see more playing time um even running back it's a really crowded running back room but it was Lorenzo Lingard and some other guys. And that's the thing, Larry, too. This has been the biggest complaint with Florida. Is Mullen's very loyal um when it comes to his coaching staff and his players um, when it comes to like playing them. So like he's on the same coaching staff for a long time. Like he him yeah. not Heavense almost coached there for fifteen years and and he <laughs> says one of the hardest things he's had to do. Um but that's the thing what happened with Emory Jones. Like the quarterback position, Emory Jones always had a high ceiling. But like this year he had nine interceptions and I think ten touchdowns. So like there's a lot of, like, at Corbett, everyone was calling for Anthony Richardson. I know you've seen it. Everyone was calling yeah. for him, the phenom, and he just wouldn't commit to it. And then, you know, he was getting a heat at press conferences about it, and I just feel like he kind of – the pressure got to him, and I just think a lot of guys yeah. in that locker room, hey, some of these younger guys deserve to play, and I think Mullen's starting to realize that because it's his fate's going to rely on his decisions. A lot of it has to do with his loyalty and making the move that's best for the program, not to make people happier – because Emory Jones waited around and you gave him all the shots, all the opportunities in the world, but you, you yeah, got to I mean, if you want to save your job, you got to change some things up. And I think getting rid of Granham and Hevesy was the first step of that. And no it's, doubt. it's really interesting, man. I've heard different things. I've heard that his job isn't safe. I've heard some people say, hey, these changes help everything. So I think we haven't seen all, we haven't seen all the drama. I think this, it's going to be a really interesting offseason in Gainesville.
2: Good stuff. Quickly tell everybody how they can get in touch with you and follow you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My
3: Twitter is Corey, C-O-R-E-Y underscore Bender, B-E-N-D-E-R. And then our website is dot GatorsTerritory.com. And we're always rolling out over a half dozen pieces of content
1: every day. So definitely stay tuned.
2: Good stuff. Thanks, Corey. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Larry. Good job. Corey Bender uh, from Gators Territory. And
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?